Father God, we thank you for this morning. Lord, I'm so glad to be in the house of God, fellow believers, with fellow worshipers. But I needed that this morning. Lord, I needed that time of worship, Lord God. Lord, it lifted me up, Lord God. I thank you for that. Lord, the enemy comes and tries to push us down, tries to knock us down, Lord God. Tries to take away that which you've given, Father God. Lord, I needed that this morning, Lord God. Thank you for your presence, Lord. Thank you for your presence. We ask you to continue to stay here this morning, Father God. Lord, we invite you even further, Lord God, to indwell us, Lord God, with your Holy Spirit. Lord, we have the anointing over the word this morning, Lord God. Anoint it, Lord. I'm asking humbly for the unction that comes from on high, Father God. Lord, we just pray, Lord, that you have your way this morning. Stir up brothers and sisters this morning, Lord. Amen. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Hallelujah. You may be seated. Thank you so much, choir. Thank you so much, New Hope Band. That was awesome. Except for that part. <laughs> That's okay. There's power in worship, brothers and sisters. There is power in it. There's something that does something to you. It really, really does. Good morning, everyone. You know, I kind of repeat it a lot, but I don't think it's a bad thing. We can't begin to know everything about God. We just can't. He's too great. We can't begin to understand everything about God. You know, the Bible teaches us that His ways are past finding out. They are just beyond us. Uh, Pastor Lowe and I was talking about a scripture earlier this week, and he might even mention last Sunday night in our Bible study. I can't remember. I believe it's Deuteronomy. It says, The secret things belong unto the Lord, meaning that there are things about God that beyond our ability to discover. Listen to this Isaiah 55, verse 9 says, For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so my ways are. Higher than your ways, and my thoughts than your thoughts. God speaking through the prophet Isaiah. The heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts than your thoughts. The more, the more detached a society becomes from God, and the more arrogant mankind becomes, the more we forget that Isaiah tells us this, that God's ways are superior to the ways of man. The thought patterns are God. They are beyond our scope of understanding. God's ways are higher because He is greater than we are. He is magnificent. Do you believe that this morning? He is so magnanimous. However big you think that God is, dismiss the notion because He's bigger than that, brothers and sisters. I believe that this morning. And that's precisely what I want to preach to you about this morning. Even though God is so great, even though his ways are past finding out, there are still some things that we can know about God. We can't know everything, but there are certain things that we can know about him. Now how? How can, how can I say that? Simply through revelation of scripture. The Bible teaches us about God. His attributes, his characteristics. Simply put, the Bible teaches us things about God. The Bible reveals things about God to us, the readers. Now, we don't have to guess everything about God. Well, I think he's this. Well, I think he's that. I feel like this, this. We can know certain things through the revelation of Scripture. We can know that they are true about him. 
because of the Bible. Now, again, we can't know everything about God, but we can be sure that we can know some things about God. Now, there's an aspect about God that I think us Christian people forget. Well, matter of fact, I don't know if it's that we have forgotten it, or if just plain and simple, we, we don't believe it. I don't know if it's the former or the latter. We've either forgotten this about God, or we just simply don't believe it. Believe it in. People used to believe it a long time ago, but I don't know if we even believe it anymore. So I'm trusting and I'm believing that God wants us to remind us of something today. He wants us to remind us of something about Him. Okay? Remind us of what? You may, well, I, I want to make sure that you're listening to me this morning. Do I have everyone's attention this morning? Can you hear me clearly this morning? Is the microphone on this morning, right? You can hear me? Here's what God wants to remind us of, of this morning. The, the Bible teaches us. The Bible reveals us to us that God is, is able. Did you hear what I said? God is able. He, he is able. We can know about God because the Bible tells us that he is able. Now, do you know, know what that means when you say that God, God is able? What he means is God is able to perform that which he said he can perform. He is able to do that. He is able to do what he said he will do. He has the ability to do his will. He has, he has the ability to fulfill his promises that he made to us. My God is able. Do you believe that this morning? I, I told you, it's either forgotten about or it's simply not believed. But God is here to remind us that this morning, He is able. He's able. And I'm hoping that brothers and sisters in here this morning, by the end of this service, will say, you know what, preacher, you, you convinced me. I, I believe that He's able. Because I think we've forgotten. More than just believing in it, do you trust in it? Do you trust in the statement that my God is able? Our, our God is able. He, he can do it. He can do what he said. He can perform his will. I believe, I believe it. it. Tell you what, I believe it. But you have to take from my word for it. You can see what the Bible says. Because I'm telling you the Bible, the word, the word of God reveals that God is able. I'm going to flip to the New Testament book of Jews. It's all the way, way back right before you come to Revelation. You know, I, I treasure the time I get a little bit of the quiet here at the church and I get my study Bible out and I start going through them very slowly. And I do that to give the Lord a place in my life to come and tap me on the shoulder when I go through something. I, I allow him, Lord, to tap me on the shoulder when I come to something that you want me to look at. I was going through Jude. Jude is only one, one chapter, very short book, but it has a lot of stuff in it, a lot of good stuff. I was going through it, and it happened to me. I felt the Lord just say, hey, son, write this down. I want you to look a little bit further into this. I came to Jude, verse 24. I want you to listen to the word of God. I hope that you're convinced that it's an inspired word of God like I am. It says, now unto him that is able. Did, did you see that first part? Now unto him that is able to 
keep you from falling and to present you faultless before the presence of his glory with exceeding joy to the, to the only wise God our Savior be glory and majesty, dominion and power both now and ever. Amen, the Bible says. Now unto him that is able to keep you from falling. When you slip and your life is about to come crashing down, our God says that he is able to save you. He is able to come to the rescue and prevent you falling and everything being destroyed. You believe that this morning. The Bible is telling us that is true about the God that we serve. Christ is able to keep you from falling. I believe that with all my heart. I believe it. Oh, but I have an impossible situation. No matter, God is able. All places through the roof. That does not matter to God. He's able. But the leaders in our nation are godless. And they're anti-Bible. They're anti-Christian. Anti-religion. God's able to do what he wants. When he wants. Irregardless of who's in charge. who's in Or who has all the money. Do you believe that? He's able. He's able. I'm asking you this morning. Do you believe that God's able? God, God, listen to me now. God has, has sufficient power to perform. God has the skills to do his wonders. He has the, the resources to make it happen. He has the power. He has the, the knowledge. He has the competence. He has the qualifications. He has the, he has the withal. He has the means. He has the capacity. He is able. Are you understanding what I'm trying to preach this, this morning? He's, he's able. Brothers and sisters, the fact that God is able is a theme found all throughout the Bible. If he was able then to part the Red Sea, he's able now to do great. Listen to Daniel chapter 3, verse 1. Many of us are familiar with this story. Nebuchadnezzar, the king, made an image of gold whose height was three score cubits and the breadth thereof of six cubits. And he, he set it up the plain of Dura in the province of Babylon. Then Nebuchadnezzar the king sent to gather, gather together the princes, the governors, the captains, the judges, treasurers, counselors, and sheriffs, all the rulers of provinces to come to the dedication of the image which Nebuchadnezzar the king had set up. Skip to verse 4. Then in herald cried aloud, it says, to you it is commanded, O people, nations, and languages, that at what time ye hear the sound of the cornet, flute, harp, sackbut, psaltery, dulcimer, and all kinds of music, ye fall down and worship the golden image that Nebuchadnezzar the king had set up. Verse 6 says, In whoso falleth not down and worshipeth shall the same hour be cast into the midst of a burning fiery furnace. Look up here for a minute. Isn't that becoming just like our nation? You, you'd better get woke and support whatever woke causes or cancel culture will come and they will delete you. They will cancel you. They will label you bigoted, transphobic, or whatever kind of new word there is. You better get with the program. You better fall down to what we tell you, tell you to worship when we worship. That's why we have these stories in the Bible. They don't get old. History re repeats itself. 
This is happening over even today, our nation, even now. You better worship. You, you better fall in line. You better obey. And these Chaldeans come, and, they, and they, they are speaking in the king's ear in verse 12. These Chaldeans are talking to King Nebuchadnezzar, and they said, There are Jews whom thou hast set over the affairs of the province of Babylon, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. These men, O king, have not regarded thee. They serve not thy gods, nor worship the golden image thou hast set up. Then Nebuchadnezzar, in his rage and fury, commanded to bring Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, and they brought these men before the king. Do you watch news and see the heathen raging and warring and in their anger against Christianity? Verse 14. Nebuchadnezzar spake and said unto them, Is it true, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego? Do not ye serve my gods, nor worship the golden image which I have set up? Now if ye be ready... That at what time ye hear the sound of the cornet, the flute, harp, sack, but psaltery, dulcimer, and all kinds of music, ye fall down and worship the image which I have made? Well, but if ye worship it, ye shall be the same hour into the midst of a burning, fiery furnace. And who is that God that shall deliver you out of my hands? Do you feel that coming out of the world? Who is the God that can deliver you from Can't you see I have all the power? Can't you see I have all the money? Can't you see that all odds are stacked against you, little man? Who are you? Who's the God that can deliver you from the machine? This is an impossible situation for these three brothers. I mean, do, do they lie? No, no problem here. Yep, it was a misunderstanding. And deny their God? Do they fall in line to the system? Or do they stand for what they know to be true? Do they tell the truth? Because if they tell the truth, it means fairy furnace for them. But these brothers are different. Oh, why they're different? Because these brothers know what I'm teaching and preaching today. They, they know that their God is able. They know that their God is able. They know that. It is secure. It's a done deal. It's not a question mark. They're not wondering where they don't think so. Well, I get an inclination that it us. They know it. They know the fact. They believe it and they trust in it that he is able. Well, how do you know that, Jason? This is a long time ago. How do you know what they were thinking? The Bible tells us. Look at verse 16. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego answered and said unto the king, O Nebuchadnezzar, we are not careful to answer thee in this matter. Almost an English way of saying, this ain't going to be no deal to us, king. We'll tell you. You ask, we'll tell you. If it be so, our God whom we serve is able. D did you hear that this morning? If, if it be so, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego says to the king, facing the fire furnace, facing the system, facing the machine, facing all its power, if it be so, our God whom we serve is able. He's able to deliver us from burning primary furnace, and, he, and he, he deliver us out of thine hand, O king. But if not, be it known unto thee, O king, that we will not serve thy God, nor worship the golden image which thou hast set up. These brothers know that God is able. They know. I, I don't know if you heard that clear in verse 7. Our God whom we serve is able. Our God whom we serve is able. I love these three brothers' attitude. 
I love it. I want to be like these guys. I want to know that. I want to trust that. I want that to be my worldview. I want that to be my attitude. That the God that dwells inside of me is able. He's able. He is able. Do you believe that he can? Do you believe that this morning? How about you? When you apply for a job or you're hoping for a, 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 a promotion, whatever it is. When, when you pray, when you pray about your, your, your situation, whatever it is. Can he do it? Can he do it? Oh, I believe that he can. I believe that he can. I believe it. I do. I trust in it. It's funny. My wife recently just transferred and got a new job at the same place. This job that she got, we, we later found out, and we about it, and we believe. And we, we got together, and we prayed and said, you know what? If the Lord to have this job, it's a done deal. And we started hearing some word out on the streets that, that there was th- almost 40 applicants for this job. Almost 40. You know statistics, you're like, yikes, there are 40 people. Then we heard that there was people with college degrees that even applied for this. And we're kind of like, oh, man. You know, at first it sounded like, yeah, we got this. It's, no, it's a done deal. What, what, what opportunity did the Lord has presented? Then you start hearing, this person applied. Man, this person applied. Then there's, then there's all kinds of people that applied. But you know what? We kept on believing. If God wants you to have this, it's already a done deal. How? Because God is able. He's, he's able. He is able to move pieces and parts. He is able to make all the pieces and parts fall into place. He is able to make it all line up. He is able. I believe it this morning. I believe it. Matthew chapter 8, verse 2. This is the Lord Jesus. Now, I need to remind you that anytime Jesus is involved, you need to really pay attention to what he says. Matthew chapter 8, verse 2. Just a couple of scriptures here we want to look at, but they're very telling scriptures. Matthew says, And behold, there came a leper in worship and saying, Lord, if thou wilt, thou canst make me clean. Verse 3 says, Jesus put forth his hand and touched him, saying, I will be thou clean. And immediately his leprosy was cleansed. This leper comes to Jesus, riddled with this contagious flesh-eating disease. He, he, he comes to Christ. But the special thing about this man is, he comes to Christ believing that Jesus is able. He actually comes and says, if thou will, meaning Jesus, if you'll will this, you'll make me clean. That, that's just this Old Testament way of saying, you have the ability. You have the healing virtue. This leper is coming saying, you can do this. I know that you can do this. I'm, I don't know you can, and I know you can. If thou wilt, thou can make me clean. He comes in and notice this leper. He comes, worship before Christ. Look back at verse 2. It says, and behold, there came a leper and worshipped him. He worshiped Christ before he is healed. How many of you know when you come and you worship God, it's a form of saying, I know that you are able. 
That's what worship is. When you come and you worship and you've got problems at you got you got problems going on at work, you got problems here and you got problems there. When you come and worship, you're telling God, Lord, I've got problems, but you are able. That's what worship is. It's saying you are able, despite what i got going on. And this leper comes, ruled with this flesh-eating disease, and he worships. Notice he doesn't come and say, if you heal me, I worship. If you do something for me, I'll worship. No, he comes just as he is, in the problem, in the situation, and he worships. But he not only does that, not only worships before he is, he worships and he even believes that he can. Do you see those ingredients that this, this man had? A, a spirit of worship coupled with the fact that he knows God can. Well, we, we need to, we, who would ever thought you would hear a preacher say this, but we need to be more like this leper. Lord, I've got an impossible situation, but I'm going to worship you. Worship in a way of saying, Thou can make me clean. Thou can make me clean. Oh, I believe he's able. I do believe that he's able. We don't come at him and say, Lord, do this, then worship him. I believe. No, the Hebrews tells us, He that comes to God must believe that he, that he is. Sometimes I wonder if us believers have a belief problem. We, we, look, we look at the world and, and, and all of its evil and wickedness that is manifesting, and then we look at the tiny God over here. And, and then we start going, oh, man, I don't know. I'm not sure about this thing looking good. I'm here to tell you he's able. He is able. We are to worship with the attitude knowing that he is able. That ought to be our worldview. To be our attitude, the same attitude, the same worldview, the same belief that was in Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. The same one is in the leper. We know that he is able. Oh, king, even, even if we still want to do it. Because their minds are made up. Too many of us are, well, one day, yes, we're solid, the next day we're not. Yes, now we are, now we're not. Make your mind up, brothers and sisters. Is he able or is he not able? Can he or can't he? Settle the matter in your heart and then move forward. Hmm. We need some Christians. We need, the world needs some Christians that not only believe that God is able, that they know that God is able. The world needs some believing brothers. The world needs believing sisters. They need to see that in us. You know, you know, when I see people go through terrible things, and you see it a lot here, here in church, you see these people go through terrible things, but then when I see them worshiping, believing, something deep inside of me says, that person's going to be okay. I can think of one person, person in particular went through something terrible, but here recently I saw them. I saw them at our prayer meetings, and you heard Adam announce, our prayer meetings have been awesome. Man, I know that every week it's tough to take it here, but if you can, please make it here. But I saw this person who went through something terrible. I saw them, this is how I saw them. You know, not that I watched people, but he couldn't help it. I saw them down on their knees. I saw their hands raised. 
saw their, their face screwed up in concentration. I saw their lips moving in prayer. And I thought to myself, that person's going to be all right. That person believes that God is able. That person's going to make it get through. How? Because God is fully e equipped for so. He's fully equipped. He's fully capable. He has, has the might. He has the power. He has the knowledge. He has it all, brothers and sisters. And he's in you. And you need to believe that. You need to start trusting in that. Many times do we pray and our prayer prayers already repeated before it even emanates from us because you don't truly believe it. One trap minded, single minded, single hearted. He's fully equipped. Now, I might have mentioned this, preached about it recently, but as a, a pastor, as a husband, as a dad, and I know you can all relate to this, mountains have just come up in our lives. Man, mountains just come, come out of nowhere. It seems like you just cruise along and everything's okay, and bam, there's a, there's a man pops up right in front of you. And by mountain, I don't mean a beautiful scenic thing that you can hike. I mean a big old giant mountain problem. Just these problems. They land on your lap. And I remember over a while back thinking, you know, I have two sons that are starting to get older. They need vehicles. They need, they need jobs. They need to find a place in this world which is ever increasingly becoming chaotic. And then I've been, beginning, you know, then they need insurance, these vehicles, then I need a roof for my house. The church needs two new roofs, and they're inflated right, right now. The leadership we have in this country, I'm starting going, oh, God, what am I going to do? What am I going to do? And now I've heard, heard about, we're about to run, run out of diesel fuel. Anybody hear that? The whole nation's going to run out of diesel fuel. These, these big mountains loom over us, don't they? It's like these mountains, someone like, ha, 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 I got you now, little man. I'm going to crush you now. What can you do, do against God? I've got you defeated. There is no escape for you now. And then, and this is the part I can't even hardly explain because I can't fully comprehend God. And then God comes along and flicks them out of the way. Flicks these mountains out of the way. Almost as if it takes zero effort from, from God. It's almost like he's like, oh, you got a mountain? Uh, I took care of it. God has done things, I kid you not, that have, has caused me to scratch my head. How do you do that? How do you do that? How did this happen? He has done things in my life. I remember these mountains are right there in the Stupid mountain, why you gotta be here? Just go away, please. Get out of my face, go away. And it's just big, big mountain. And then it's like six months down the road, and you don't even think about it. And then one day, you're like, hey, wait a minute, wait a minute. There, there was a mountain. What happened to that mountain? There was a mountain in front of me. I haven't even thought about this for six months. And, and you're like, where'd it go? And the Lord's like, son, I took care of that. It took me a while to see, but, but I took care of it. God completely takes care of these things. Why? How? Because he's able to do so. so, so. He's able. I believe it. I believe it. Let's get back to our story of that leper. I want you to notice, notice brothers and sisters, there's Jesus' response to the leper. This, this leper comes in. He says, Lord, if thou will, thou 
may not be clean. Look at Jesus. He says, I will. I will. You know what this is teaching? You know why this is recorded for us in the Bible, Matthew 8? These couple little scriptures that we have. What it teaches us, if you come at Jesus worshiping and believing in the Bible, something might happen in your life. There's a possibility to the person that believes that Jesus says, I will, I will. I heard your, your prayer. I heard your, your, your petition to me. Guess what? I will, I will be now clean. clean. And immediately leprosy leaves him. There's a chance for the person that knows it's possible. There's a chance for the stuff that says, hey, you know what? The God that I serve, he can. I can't, but he can. With minutes impossible, from my eyes look possible, but I serve a God with all things are possible to him. There might just get an answer from Jesus that says this, I will be that clean. I believe in brothers and sisters. Now it's at this point I want to make sure nobody gets goofy. I know things about Christians. They're real good at two things, being goofy and criticizing. Christians, real, we, we got that down. I don't ever need to preach a sermon about criticizing. We already got that one down. Being goofy. We already got that down. I am not talking about believing that God will give you a mansion and a Ferrari and the young men a bikini model in the Ferrari just for you. That, that ain't how it works, brothers and sisters. That's not how it works. Pastor said that God is able to get me whatever I ask him. That's what I took away from church church this morning. No, 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 no. We must ask according to his will. That's what the Bible says. You must ask, ask according to his will. And James tells us we cannot ask amiss to consume it upon our own lusts. So you, you pray according to his will. Our prayers, brothers and sisters, cannot be selfish. Our prayers must ultimately bring glory to God. Okay, so no one's getting crazy in here this morning. Asking for the, for the mansions and the sports cars and this and that and a pile of a million dollars. No, 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 that is not what I'm saying. Not at all. Let's move on. Hebrews chapter 7, verse 24. says, but this man, now... It's talking about Christ Jesus. But this man, because he continued forever, hath an unchangeable priesthood. Wherefore, he is able. This is our buzzword this morning. Wherefore, he is able also to save them to the uttermost that come unto God by him, seeing he ever lived to make intercession for them. Brothers and sisters, Jesus is able to save you. He can save you to, to the utmost. That means he can save the worst of us. That means he can save the person that's the furthest from God. How many of you praying for someone that's so far away from God, but you need this scripture that reveals to us that he's able to save them to the utmost. Meaning that one that's way, 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 that sheep that's gone way far astray. That child that's gone way far astray. Hebrews tells us that, oh, you serve a God, you serve Jesus, he's able to save them. He's able to save the outliers. He's able to save the rebels. He's able to save those that went wandered way off. He is able to save them to the uttermost. I believe that this morning. Jesus Christ is capable of saving your soul. Jesus Christ has the qualifications to justify you. He's able. He's able. Even those that are so far removed 
know, I've been, I've been praying, praying Lord, lately for our backslidden folks. Do you, I, I was talking with someone, I don't know who it was, I'm like, do you realize how many people have come to this ministry and then just slid away? For whatever reason, throw, throw in the towel, or they turn lukewarm, or they just decide, man, I'm done with this. There has been so, so many over the years, so many turn away, so many grow cold in the things of God. And I've been praying for them, you, you know what? I believe today we're going to see these people come back. One day out of the blue, they're just going to be here and saying, I don't know what I was thinking, I don't know what I was doing. You say, well, why in the world do you believe that, Jason? Because I believe that he is able to send them to the other host. He's going to save them. He will. He will. We serve a that leave the 99 and go after the one outlier. I believe that. Do you? Have I, have I convinced you this morning? Have the sacred scriptures convinced you this morning? God is able. He's able. Look at Philippians Chapter 3, verse 20. It says, For our conversation, now that means citizenship, for our citizenship is in heaven, from when also we look for the Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ, who shall change our vile body, that it be fashioned like unto his glorious body, according to the working whereby he is able even to subdue all things unto himself. Did you catch our buzzword in there this morning? He is able to subdue all things unto himself. Someday the scripture's telling us we're going to get a glorified body. How many of you amen to that? Amen. We all love that. We're going to get a glorified body from Jesus. The same one who will subdue all things unto himself. Do you know what that means? It means Christ has power over all things. Jesus Christ is able to make everything subject unto himself. Who is Jesus? He's the image of the of God. He's the creator. Therefore, everything is subject unto him. This is all his. Everything is his. Not even, even your own body is yours. He owns it. Why? Because he made it. He is able to subdue all things unto, unto himself. Brothers and sisters, do you remember from the teachings of the New Testament that even demons are subject unto Jesus Christ? They got to, to ask permission to go into wine. Why? Because they're subject unto Jesus. He's the Lord of all. Every knee shall bow and every tongue shall confess. You know what? I repeat, repeat that a lot of prayers. And I willingly, when I'm in my prayer closet, I get down on my knees and I confess it. Because I want the Lord to know I willingly do it of my, of my volition. Because one day the God-haters, the proud, the arrogant, the, the, the Christ-haters, they're going to do it. They're going to. But I want God to know I do it of my own volition. I willingly do it. And I believe that he's able. I believe that he's able. He can stack all the cards against the church. When haven't they been stacked against us? Always from the pulpit, I encourage you to learn a little bit of church history. Learn a little bit of the real church history. Not the woke garbage that the world Learn a little bit of the real, the real church history, and you'll see it's always been stacked against church. Uh, every odd there has ever been has been stacked against the church. There was the apostles, the disciples, Jesus, all the way up until now. Into the church prisoners. Why? Because he's able. Because the gates of hell will not prevail against the church. I believe, brothers and sisters, I believe it. I do not care what the news says. I do not, do not care what all the, the, the media says to us. 
I know the God that I serve, why I'm saved, and I believe that he's able. And like Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, even if not, I still ain't going to fall down and worship the golden image. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Christ has the power over all things. Christ is able to subdue all things unto himself. God is able. We'll we'll, we'll finish with this scripture. Ephesians chapter 3. I'm not done just yet, so don't turn out. Ephesians chapter 3, verse 20. I love this one. I preached about it a few months ago. Here's our buzzword right off the bat. Now unto him that is able. There it is. He is able. That means he is capable. That means he can. That means he possesses the qualities. That means he possesses the ability to do what the rest of the scripture says. Well, what the rest of the scripture say? Now unto him that is able to do exceeding abundantly above all that we ask or think according to the power that was in us. Unto him be glory in the church by Christ Jesus throughout all ages, world within. Amen. The Lord is able to do exceeding abundantly above all that we ask for. This means that not only is he capable of meeting our needs, but he has the ability to far surpass our needs, far, far surpass the things that we're praying for, far surpass our petitions. He has the ability to do that. He can. I stand here today and I tell you, I have had him do this for me. So many times I've been willing to so many times I've been willing to compromise on certain things. But God does, does not separate brothers and sisters. God does not make deals. God says this is the deal. That's all there ever was. You take it or leave, or leave it. You either believe that I'm ex- I am able to do exceeding abundantly above all that we ever think. Or I ain't doing nothing at all. There have been times that I wanted to settle. That I wanted to compromise. And say well let's just leave it this. But this. I said uh uh-uh. No that ain't how I do things. We want to settle for this when in fact God has that in store for us. And what God has in store for us, just for me in my life, I can testify it has always been far greater than what I ever could think or imagine. Always, every single time. And I believe it this morning. Christ came to give us life for abundantly. Not just to get us through not just to have a sorry existence since through humanity. You live and then you die. He came to give us life more abundantly. Brothers and sisters, we got, we got to start believing this. We got to start knowing that God is able. Even to the point that he can do, do more than we, we can ask or that we can think. He is able. It is about time. It, it is about time that some solid men and some solid women start believing that God can. I'm believing and asking for maybe our choir. Can we get our choir back up here? Before we go? Rod, is that a possibility? I don't know where you are, Rod. Is it a possibility? Hey, he give me a thumbs up. So if we can get our choir up, up here. But as they're assembling, listen to this. He is able to fix broken things. Do you believe that? He is able to mend broken hearts. Do you, do you believe that? He is able to save lost children. Do you believe that? He is able to uphold you with his righteous right hand. Do you believe that? He is able to breathe life into dead situations. Do you believe that? 
He, he is able to cause dead bones to live again. Do you believe that? He is able to deliver you from the fiery furnace. Do you believe that? He is, he is able to return to you that which was stolen. Do you believe that? I am looking for one brother in here this morning that will trust in that. I'm looking for one sister in here that will say, I believe. I believe. Let's stand to our feet. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Brothers and sisters, let's worship this last song. But as we worship, worship with the view that he is able. Amen.
Father God, Lord, we want to see your mighty hand. Lord, we, we know that the world is, is sinful and exceedingly wicked, Father God. We know that. We see it. We live in it. But Lord, we are to cling to what the scripture teaches. Lord, that you are great and mighty, Lord God. Lord, and, 
as the world becomes increasingly, increasingly sinful and further from you and further from your world, Lord, I am believing we are going to see your mighty hand work, Lord. I believe it, Lord God. I believe it for those who are backslidden away, for God, those who have turned away. Lord, I believe we're going to see more people come. I believe we're going to see more salvations, Lord God. As the world increasingly gets darker, we're going to see people come to the light, Father God. Lord, I believe it. you're able, Lord God. You are able, Lord. We believe it. We trust it this morning, Lord. Lord, we thank you for your word. We thank you for this worship, Lord God. We give you all the glory. Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Hallelujah.